Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, September 9th, 9923. If you're doing the math. Welcome in. Uh, I'm joined this morning, of course, as always, by producer co-host Brandon Podgorski, Professor Pod, and uh, we are pleased that you are tuning in to Talking Sports this morning because we are going to be talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, suggestion, uh, an experience, hey, text us at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message, if you will, so we know that it's for us and not the health show down the hall because you don't want health advice from us. Okay. Hey, week four of high school football is in the books, except for one game. Blackhawk Christian plays tonight. But on the talk and sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is the utmost authority on Northeast Indiana high school football, Mr. Justin Kenny. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning, Mr. Shovlin. Mr. Podgorski, how are we doing? We are fantastic. Uh, speaking for me, what about you, Brandon? I am fantastic. I do have a small bone to pick, though, with Justin. Roll. Uh -oh. So yesterday on Twitter, he put the video of the fight at the IU tailgate. Mm -hmm. He said this is the most fight an IU team's had oh. in a while. Point stipulated. However, as the IU alumnus here, I will say they did cover against Ohio State last <laughs> week. So I am ready to build the Tom Allen statue outside the Rock <laughs> Memorial Stadium. <laughs> And I and Brandon, I was telling everybody that would listen that that IU was going to cover in that game. You because, did. Uh, IU did not. They're they're thin, so they haven't had their rash of injuries to start uh, really gutting that depth chart. Ohio State was was uh, bringing in a lot of new guys, new faces into the lineup, and yeah, I felt like uh, IU could cover. So that those are the victories that we talk about for IU football is being able to cover the spread. Amen. Okay, gentlemen, what was the line last night, and did they cover? I think the line was 31 and a half, and I think they covered, right, Brandon? Yeah, I think they beat it. What, they won 41-7, so if 30, my yeah, math was, is right, the 34. It was that late field goal. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, so, so I, two and oh. my abacus and, just and, fell. And I'm, mind, I'm out. Hoosiers are back. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, oh, boy. Anyway, hey, week four, except for Blackhawk Christian's game today, week four is in the books. And what, if anything, surprised Mr. Kenny last night in week four of the high school football season? Um, I think there were some individual games that surprised me. I think maybe the Bishop Lewers Wayne game was a little bit surprising for people. We're talking about inside the city. Mm -hmm. I think Garrett beating Lakeland, considering what Lakeland did the last couple weeks offensively, oh, yeah. was really impressive. And all of a sudden, we look at a, a railroaders team that had two losses, Adam Central and, and DeKalb, to start the season. And now you look at them as maybe a player in the big division of the NECC. Um, but overall, I don't think there was anything shocking. But I think it reaffirmed our opinion of, of a lot of teams and really set up some matchups here as we move into the second half of the season that are getting more and more uh, alluring with every passing week. 
Let's take a look at the Summit Athletic Conference last night and uh, the game uh, that you heard right here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM at Carroll High School. The Chargers pull away late and beat Bishop Dwinger by a score of 40-13. to 13. And I believe uh, going into the fourth quarter, it was 20-6, to 6, if I'm not mistaken. It was a closer game than the final score indicated. I think that's a credit to Bishop DeWanger because of their schedule. They played the first two weeks and who they played through the first uh, portion of the of the conference schedule was, was pretty daunting. Yet they beat Northside last week to get that first win, and I thought they they played well enough to, keep, uh, to stay competitive yesterday. But in the end, Carroll's Carroll, and they're the better team, come out and score 20 uh, – fourth quarter points to effectively put the game of the way, away. But I think you show, you saw some signs out of Bishop DeWanger that they're improving, but they once again couldn't run the ball whatsoever against Carroll. And that was kind of the, the factor in this one is, is Bishop DeWanger really couldn't establish what they like to do, and that's their bread and butter in running the football. And they really just couldn't get that going too much, at least enough to, to factor in into the final score. Jimmy Sullivan throws for 300 yards, three touchdowns, so hum, all three to Hanson Hafner. So, it was about uh, about what we expected out of Carroll, but I do think coming out of, of week four with Bishop Dwinger, you're starting to see signs that that team is a little bit better than maybe we thought they were after the first two weeks. Right. And once again, the, uh, the pre-conference schedule, uh, what it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, if you tackle the big boys, uh, you're going to – you know, win, lose, or draw, uh, it, it's it, it can be a positive uh, thing when you when you look at it like that. But uh, yeah, Carroll once again three and one on the season, two and zero oh in conference play. And uh, let's go on the the game you talked about being a bit of a surprise. The Wayne Generals fall to Bishop Lewers twenty four twenty one. Bishop Lewers, after seeing them week one, and I was like, man, this, this team is going to struggle. And then they go out week two and get dominated by New Haven, and then you're really starting to look at Lewers and say, man, um, where are they at in the hierarchy of that small division in the SAC? They go to Northrop and get a win, and you're saying, okay, it's Northrop. But then they go to Wayne last night and, and get a hard-fought win, and it wasn't just a, a win going away. This team had to execute late. It had to get stops late because Wayne got within three early in the fourth quarter. But then Bishop Lewers, credit to that defense that absolutely struggled through the first two weeks of the season, really shut the door. And this is the thing with, with the Wenger and Lewers is when you look at those first two weeks, and th- those two weeks are serving the purpose. They're, they're exposing weaknesses, and they're challenging the teams and what they need to improve upon once they get into the conference season. It has worked for Bishop Lewers. And I think to a certain extent, it's worked for Bishop Blue, or Bishop DeWanger. So you're looking at what those two games signify and what they're supposed to represent and do. And I think they've accomplished the goals that both Bishop DeWanger and Bishop Blue have set out in scheduling those games. The next game on the schedule, the Northside Legends get their first win of the season, a 70-39 victory over the Concordia Cadets. 109 points scored in this contest. With I think this, this Bronte game just got Johnson. Over. Am I wrong? Did this game just get over? It felt like it was it was just going on forever last night. They scored again. <laughs> they absolutely did. Uh, Bronte and Johnson got the majority of the snaps uh, behind center for Northside last night. Threw for 250 yards and three touchdowns. 
And you look at what Ben Johnson had to do with this group, and he had to make a drastic decision because this was a team that offensively has not been able to do much of anything through the first three weeks. Mm -hmm. Part of that was that Bronte Johnson was out and not healthy. But you looked at the quarterback position and you said, I need to put somebody back there that is dynamic and can change the fortunes of this team. Jamari Pearson was thrown around as maybe that guy, but it, 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 it always comes down to keep it simple. And the best athlete on the field should touch the ball as many times as possible. And that's what Ben Johnson did with Bronte Johnson. Is, is it a, a long-term solution for Northside going forward against some of the tougher teams left in their schedule? Maybe, maybe not, but it's good enough against Concordia. And this team desperately needed a win, desperately needed momentum, some positive vibes, and was able to get it last night. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, that's that's one of the old adages. You know, if you have a cannon, hey, you got You got to shoot it. You got to use it if you've got it. And and the more touches for an elite athlete and an elite football player, the better. Next game on the schedule, the Snyder Panthers hold serve, uh, beat Southside by a score of forty-one to nothing. Just uh, steady, steady as she goes for Snyder. But they, mm-hmm. they really wanted to set the tone early, which they did in this one, and really prep now for that Carroll showdown coming up next week. It, it, was a, it was a domination by Snyder. They continue to have Uriah Buchanan, who is on pace to break the single-season rushing record for Snyder. They wanted to make sure he got his touches last night, ran for 140 yards and two touchdowns. And then it was kind of um, get the subs in, get some valuable experience for some underclassmen, and go from there. Even Aaron Vance threw a, a touchdown pass, the backup quarterback. So this is all about Snyder just coming out, taking care of business, scored 35 of their 41 points in the first two quarters, took care of business against Southside, and now they'll start getting ready for that showdown against the Chargers. And, of course, the final game on the Summit Athletic Conference schedule, the Homestead Spartans take care of Northrop 48-13. to uh, Mr. Fox ran wild well and, and even had a return for, for a touchdown last night. Impressive performance uh, from uh, Brett Fox last night. And uh, Homestead, after a couple, an, another team you look at and say, man, they, 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 they struggled through the first two weeks. They looked good against Carmel, but then just got housed at Noblesville. And then you're going, what is this Spartans team? And then they go to Wayne and dominate, and then they dominate Northrop last night and all of a sudden they're two and two so for the for the homestead spartans you can say the non-conference achieved its goal right mm-hmm. and now this is a better football team than what we expected after the first two weeks and now they get ready for a stretch where they'll see dewanger snyder carroll in consecutive weeks so homestead did what it needed to do that game was a little bit closer than people thought early but the spartans pulled away in the second half got the win to get to 500 now let's head over to the Northeast 8 Conference, and uh, we'll just uh, highlight a couple of games there. New Haven, a 42-41 winner over the Leo Lions in overtime. Uh, two teams pretty evenly matched with exceptional individual talent, and uh, we kind of expected a shootout, and we got one. Yeah, we did, and, and this was a game that it was 20 to nothing before you could blink. In, in, in favor of New Haven, and credit for Leo, never went away, kept grinding, kept making plays, um, and was able to climb back into it and tie the game. And then credit conversely to New Haven, because we've seen in years past, if you, if you get New Haven down, 
if you present adversity to them, they have a tendency to crumble. And they didn't. Leo had all the momentum of that game in the fourth quarter, heading into overtime. And what does New Haven do? They get the ball to their star, Milan Graham, to open the, the overtime and score, put the pressure on Leo. Leo responds with the score, and then, of course, the missed PAT to decide the game. But I was very impressed with how Leo bounced back from early adversity, and I was very impressed with how New Haven, New Haven handled adversity late. And all due credit to, to Columbia City and East Noble, I have a hard time looking at either one of those teams as better than any of these two. I think this was a battle between the top two teams in the NE8 last night and delivered. I agree. I agree. Well, when you take a look, uh, East Noble uh, at DeKalb in Waterloo, a 38-15 winner, a decisive winner over the Barons. And East Noble's schedule sets up pretty well uh, in terms of we're going to find out what East Noble is relatively soon, and they'll get Leo next week at home. Mm -hmm. And we'll see how Leo bounce back, and we'll see if, if East Noble's for real, of course, with their only loss to Snyder. So East Noble, one of those teams, that, uh, just said I think Leo and New Haven are the best two teams in the league. East Noble's going to try to crash that party, and then Columbia City's lurking there with all their big games coming up on the schedule. So I still think there's a lot to be decided from the Northeast State, but it's going to be tough to match what we saw last night at Leo, not just how that game delivered. It was a great crowd. It was a great atmosphere. It, it was the game of the year so far, regardless of uh, conference here in Northeast Indiana. Well, and you mentioned Columbia City, the only other unblemished team in the Northeast Eight Conference. They were a 55-27 winner over the Huntington North Vikings. Another huge night for Stratton Fuller. Um, he's it, it, just unbelievable. I, I like Columbia City. And I feel like this every every year at this time when they get off to a fast start. We felt like this last year, and they ended up proving us all wrong by winning the the NEA. But you look at their schedule, Busco, Plymouth, Belmont, Huntington North, and you're going, okay, what are they going to look like if, when they play a New Haven or an East Noble or a Leo? And after a DeKalb game next week, we'll start getting those games in consecutive weeks. So Columbia City doing what they're doing. They need to beat the teams that are on their schedule. They're doing it, but we just don't know how good the Eagles are. Maybe they're as good as they were last year, but I think we still have to wait a week or two until we can start finding out. Well, historically, Columbia City's been a first-half, second-half team uh, where where the first half of the schedule, they come out and they're typically 4-1, and 5-0, and oh, and then uh, uh, hovering around 500 when uh, sectional time comes, you know, because of the fact that that second half, that back end of that schedule is loaded, and uh, yeah, we'll see, but last year, uh, they defied the odds there and, uh, and beat Norwell in a thriller to take that NE8 title. So, And the other game, of course, in the NE8, uh, Norwell gets a 42 nothing victory over Belmont. Deal, right, for Belmont. Good for Norwell because they've been struggled through the first three weeks of the season, haven't been able to get a win, a couple lopsided games in there, let one get away at Mississinawa uh, to, in week one of an Aussie. And so a, a get-right type game for Josh Gerber with a lot of new faces, a lot of young kids after that, that, that graduating class and injuries have kind of gutted that lineup. So uh, a, a good performance for Norwell to get that win. The reward, of course, though, they have to go to New Haven next week. Yes. Now looking at the Allen County Athletic Conference games from last night, Adam Central 42-7 to over Jay County. That was Jay County's first loss of the season. Yeah, it was a good start to the season for Jay County, 3-0, and but you looked at the, the quality of that schedule. It was Blackford, Huntington North, Southern Wells, and, mm. and you felt like something was lacking there, and Adam Central kind of proved that yesterday. I think when you look at how the, the ACAC is lining up, and you have Adam Central in a route last night, you have Bluffton in a route, you have Heritage in a route, 
and nothing, our, our, our opinions didn't really change about any team. I think we're just looking at it and, gay, and, and saying, man, is Bluffton or Heritage good enough to challenge Adam Central in this league? Lucky for us, we get to find out at least partially the answer next week when Heritage goes to Monroe to take on the Flying Jets on the landing strip. Bluffton 28 to nothing over the Woodland Warriors, and uh, Brent Kunkel does it again. And, uh, and and he he just keeps adding to his his Bluffton High School football record. Brett Kunkel. He just uh, they just continue to roll at Bluffton and 234 yards rushing. It was just a punishing night for for Bluffton against one. There's nothing more demoralizing when you can't stop a team from running the football. And Tucker Jenkins 107 yards. Uh, Braxton Betancourt, the quarterback carried uh, several times for a touchdown. Cooper Craig, the freshman, carried the ball extraordinarily well. Woodland just had no answer for Bluffton's physicality up front and that running game, and it set the tone. And I, I think it just as impressive is the fact that Bluffton shut out the Woodland Warriors. So it's just another team that you're, st- you're looking at them and going, man, could they be good enough to at least push the Adams Central Flying Jets? Well, and you, you take a look at the Heritage Patriots with that 34-14 victory over South Adams last night, setting up that big game uh, at Minnick Field next Friday, which, uh, it, you know, Adams Central and the Heritage go at it, but the Patriots 34-14 over South Adams. And uh, Casey Kochman's got something special here in Monroeville. The dominant performance by Heritage, another great night for Kobe Meyer the stats don't pop in terms of completions, just seven, but three of those seven went for touchdowns and he, he was just electric. He liked to ghoulis with a couple touchdown receptions mm-hmm. that Zeke Litchfield with the other one. And this is a huge game next week. I feel for heritage to prove where they're at. And, and you look at Kobe Meyer and how good he has been. And you know, could you through four weeks, make a case that he's a player of the year candidate in the area. And I think that, candidacy can really jump up if heritage is able to clip or even stay close with adam central so heritage is that team much like bluffton where we know they're good we just don't know how good and the litmus test for both is going to be that adam central game it certainly is and the seventh acac contestant uh the southern wells raiders beaten by west Dell by a score of 14 to 6 last night southern wells 0 and 1 in conference play one and three overall, but uh, now starting to be competitive with some of these teams. And, uh, uh, you know, strength of the schedule being what it is, but still, you know, in, <laughs> but then when they start competing, then the ACAC as a whole gets exponentially better. It's, uh, it's crazy. It does. And Southern Wells, they got that week one win. And they played decent against Westell. They, they, they hung around with Jay County in week three. Unfortunately for Southern Wells, now they have to play the heavy hitters of the ACAC, Woodland, Bluffton, Adams Central, Heritage, and South Adams in consecutive weeks. So that's a gauntlet, and, uh, and South Adam, or Southern Wells is going to have a lot of challenges over the next five weeks. And um, at least for them, they got that win in week one to feel pretty good. Okay, uh, I'll turn over to the NECC, the Northeast Corner Conference, and, uh, gosh, I, I wanted to talk about one game, and that's Garrett at Lakeland. Right. Lakeland comes into that one scoring 163 points through three weeks of the season, 
and uh, Garrett got their first win over Busco uh, the week before, 27 to nothing. And you would have thought on paper Lakeland was going to you know, perhaps dominate this one. But it's the Garrett Railroaders, 18 to 9 over Lakeland. And I didn't see this coming at all. No, I didn't either. Credit to, to Garrett for proving us all wrong last night. And Coach DePuse's performance of his team was exceptional. A team that went to Adam Central and DeKalb the first two weeks, took their lumps, came back, beat Busco last week. We really didn't know what we had with Garrett. And we thought we knew what we had with Lakeland and how many points they've been able to put up. But credit to that defense of Garrett for being able to shut down that passing game that's been vaunted for Lakeland, that running game that has been able to move the football, and just stymie overall that Lakeland offense that has just put up stupid numbers through the first three weeks of the season. You could also look at it and say, Lakeland, man, who, who have they beat outside of maybe South Bend St. Joe in week one uh, in terms of a quality opponent? But I think if we're talking about surprising final scores last night at the top of the list is that Garrett game. So credit to the Railroaders and Coach DePue for getting it done. And that leaves just one unbeaten team in the Northeast Corner Conference, and that is the West Noble Chargers. They were 42-28 winners over Angola last night. Just rolling. West Noble got up early and and really coasted in this game in the second half. And, and, and West Noble, with each week, continues to prove that they're the team uh, above all else in that NECC. And when you look at, at Seth Pruitt again last night, 21 rushes, 165 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, his ability to to run consistently and stack up yardage and stack up touchdowns is just exceptional. And West Noble takes care of business against the Hornets last night. Justin Kenny from Caleb and Kenny in the morning, the high school football coaches show, outside the huddle.net, OPS, marketing, everything, uh, father of Noah and Morrison and who I call Jim. Um, <laughs> other than that, yeah. Well, just, what are you going to do today? I'm at work today. I got to work till about noon and then uh, hopefully go home and, and do somewhat relax. We'll see. But the, the kids and the wife will, will dictate, dictate that. Luckily, I got out of fall uh, decorating yesterday. I had to work. I came home with that all done. So that's nice. That, that's like, you know, coming home and all the Christmas decorations being up and you're not having to do anything. So. Um, hopefully I get some relaxing time today. I, I've never had that happen. Uh, but anyway, either. I've heard about it. It sounds great, but I've never, I've never experienced it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, Justin, thank you. And, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. All right. That was Justin Kenny with our week four wrap. Once again, uh, Blackhawk Christian in action today. So that, uh, will then put a bow on week four of the high school football season. Before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Once again, reverse osmosis drinking water system. Do you buy bottled water? Do you go to the store and you lug those 24 packs into the cart, out of the cart, get it scanned, put it back in the cart, take it to your car, put it in your car, get it out of your car, take it into the house, put it somewhere. Hey, call Culligan, 484-8668, 484-8668. Talk to them about the reverse osmosis drinking water system that you can have right at your kitchen sink. You push a button, kind of like the easy button, and your water goes from your regular tap water to pristine drinking water quality, bottled water quality water. It's perfect. Give them a call today. You can buy or you can rent. 
It's really easy. 484-8668. Give your people Culligan Water. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports Power by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise insurance agency also offers motorcycle rv and watercraft insurance as well as renter's insurance flood and umbrella policies multi-policy discounts are also available and make sure to ask ron about the good student discount up to 20 percent let coach wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance don't put it off contact coach ron and the wise insurance agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com Caleb and Kenny in the morning. Former cult great Bill Brooks with us. Were you a guy who ever used stick'em or any kind of thing to make it easier to catch the ball? No, I can't reveal all my secrets now. I can't say things like that. I would just say I wore gloves. I have some gloves on that they gave us that were club issued, and so they were illegal. So I wore some gloves, and uh, I will leave it at that. Caleb and Kenny mornings at 7. Hear it all on the 1380 app or download the latest episodes on 1380thefan.com. What makes education-based athletics in Indiana different from other youth sports programs? Our coaches genuinely care about their student-athletes as people, not just as athletes. And their top priority is teaching and mentoring, not winning and losing. Our student-athletes play for the love of the game. They have pride in their school and community. They want to represent something bigger than themselves. Our parents and fans know the student-athletes on the team. They've seen them grow up and care about them. They paint their faces, pack the stands, and cheer loud and proud. I'm Robert Falkins. And I'm Carrie Rosati. We're both assistant commissioners of the IHSAA. High school sports in Indiana couldn't be more different from other youth sports programs. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Be a champion of high school sports and buy a ticket to your high school's athletic events. This is keeping education in front of athletics. This is passion you won't find anywhere else. This is your IHSAA. Attention homeowners. Are you tired of paying too much on your energy bills? Over 90% of homes probably need more insulation. It's time you discover Koala Insulation, a premier insulation contractor serving over 200 cities. Koala's team can give you a free insulation evaluation, and there's no obligation. And then start saving money for years to come. It's one of the best home improvement return on investments you can make. So be sure to go online and book your appointment for a free insulation evaluation. Now back to... Talking sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. A little Steve Miller bringing you back with the Joker. Let's take a look first at the MLB players we have, and we've added one, of course, this week. But Zach McKinstry hit less than four bats in his Tigers 6-0 loss to the White Sox last night. McKinstry is hitting 233, eight homers, 16 stolen bases, 31 RBI, and still uh, seven defensive positions. Played a couple last night. I think he was on the left side of the infield last night, third and shortstop uh, for the Tigers. 
uh, and he's also DH'd as well. Kevin Kiermeyer singled and tripled. That's his sixth of the season in four bats last night in his Blue Jays 5-4 win over the Kansas City Royals. Blue Jays looking to get into the wild card, uh, and, and there's quite a bit of competition here in the last full month of the season. Kiermaier lures grads hitting 277 this season. There's, as I said, six triples, seven home runs, 33 RBI, 12 stolen bases, five outfield assists. And Heritage grad Andrew Salfrank's first week in the big leagues has been, well, nothing short of perfect as the left-handers appeared in two games, totaling two innings without giving up a run, a hit, base on balls, and he struck out three. So uh, he's also been credited with a hold so far uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So congratulations to Andrew Salfrank for, uh, well, making the show. Don't forget, uh, if you missed any part of the show, you can uh, get it. We podcast this show, and you can check it out on 1380 The Fan, where uh, our podcasts are, or any of the podcast platforms uh, that you choose. You can uh, podcast Talking Sports at any time at your leisure. Carl. And so, speaking of podcasts, Facts Over Fandom. Yes, sir. The podcast of Brandon Podgorski. Uh, What do we got? Uh, You you drop them basically on Fridays. On Fridays. Okay. And the easiest, and they're available on all the podcasting platforms. uh, Spotify is kind of our preferred, but Apple, Google, Amazon, all that. All that's great, too. All the platforms. Yeah. And we're on YouTube and, and Rumble for video you got to look at me, so it's not the prettiest thing in the world. So I would prefer. Could be worse. Could be right. looking at me. So you know, <laughs> hey. But uh, so what do we got this week? So this week we're talking about analytics. I got a student who's going to compete in a uh, national sports analytics championship. And when we talk about analytics, I think people were familiar with sabermetrics and, mm-hmm. and Moneyball sure. and, and you know Brad Pitt and all that stuff. Um, but there's also a business side of analytics. So how can we use data to like narrow down our, our market with things for economics if we want to build a new stadium or does it cost more to renovate uh, move the team whatever it would be um oakland kind of going through that right now a little bit mm. with, with the, <laughs> just the tad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh you know even things in in the management um, so the atlanta falcons with the, when they built mercedes-benz stadium they've got an app called ask arthur which is play on arthur blank their owner and this app you know, it's basically AI. So you can say, hey, where's the shortest concession line? Where's the shortest restroom lines? Um, you can, I think, reserve a parking spot. And for the team, if you have tracking on, they can track you so they can see exactly where their fans are coming from, where things are blocked up. It's just amazing the amount of data that's out there that they have on you. So we went, my family and I, we went to go see the Cubs and Reds in Cincinnati last weekend. And if I get a call from the Reds, they're going to see where I sat, how much I spent, how many times I come. So instead of calling me and saying, hey, buy a full season ticket package, which would be a waste of time, they'd be like, you know, you want to come to another Cubs game next year and, you know, we'll get you a little bit better seat. So just amazing what's going on in in that world and just the growth rate of jobs right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of sort of on that topic, but back to the Cincinnati Reds. Do they charge a premium price for tickets when the Cubs are in town and then this package would that be any kind of a discount or with the with the bundle of games or is it increased just due to the fact that hey it's the cubs and it's a very uh uh very hot ticket so that's a great question cuz talking about like the economics and how you can use analytics for that so you got dynamic and variable pricing well variable pricing would be what you just talked about right so you know an opening day game if we're the reds an, an opening day game where we're going to have fireworks and we're playing a, a an interdivisional opponent like the Cubs, 
you know, that seat's going to be a lot more expensive than that Tuesday night game in September when you're playing, I don't know, the Marlins or somebody, mm-hmm. or maybe the Rockies. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, for that game, um, I think price is probably a little bit more expensive because it looked to me like it was a sellout. Um, but they're playing well this year. And so you think about dynamic pricing, and that's based off supply and demand. Right now, demand's pretty good, so they could probably raise prices a little bit. You know, last couple of years, demand hasn't been as good. Team hasn't been good. You lower prices a little bit because that's where the majority of money, especially for uh, MLB teams, is going to come from ticket sales. Well, and you look at the Cubs. You know, they their premiums are cardinal tickets oh absolutely because, because yeah. they're in demand absolutely. And, and you know of, as well as i do about cardinal cubs so anyway uh it's yeah it's, it's very interesting and uh once again uh backs over fandom available at all the the platforms that uh offer podcasting so there we go we're gonna go ahead step out take a break and then when we come back we're gonna be talking with mike mccaffrey athletic director at the university of st francis in our weekly cougar chat We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Honest Abe Roofing is the only roofing company in Fort Wayne that gives customers a guarantee above and beyond any manufacturer's warranty. We felt like Honest Abe had the best guarantee. That's easy to do when you use top quality materials with the best installation. Honest Abe was a little higher, but we feel like it was worth every penny. With Honest Abe Roofing, you get a quote, not an estimate, so you know what it'll cost before the job starts. And Honest Abe is famous for their easy payment solutions. Honest Abe Roofing, 286-ROOF. Hey, Hoosiers, have you heard about the College Choice 529? Indiana's College Choice 529 savings plans are the affordable, tax-advantaged way to save for your child's or grandchild's future education. Use your 529 for tech, trade, registered apprenticeships, and two- and four-year colleges. Start for just $10. For more information, visit collegechoicedirect.com plans. That's collegechoicedirect.com plans. Read the disclosure booklet carefully before investing. Sponsored by Indiana Education Savings Authority and aired by this station. Over the past few years, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected how we live our daily lives. Today, we also face a mental health pandemic that threatens our well-being as we attempt to rebuild our social networks and communities. The pandemic has reminded us to value family, community, and our human connections. However, it has also left many of us feeling more isolated, confused, and alone, struggling to find meaning amid loss and uncertainty. Today, one in five Americans experience emotional and mental health challenges. But many of us do not understand what we are facing or know how to ask for help. At the American Psychiatric Association Foundation, we understand what you are going through, and we are here to help. Our vision is to build a mentally healthy nation for all. We work every day to eliminate stigma, combat mental illness and substance use disorders, and advance mental health. If you or someone you love needs help, you are not alone. Please visit MentallyHealthyNation.org to learn more. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Little deep purple from the album Machine Head, and that smoke on the water from 1972, early 70s. Let's, I'm thinking it's 72. Okay. Whew. I get nervous. Well, welcome in. We're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. 
And if you miss any part of the show, hey, we podcast. Don't forget, we podcast. I fail to mention that just about every week, but we do. On uh, each of your uh, podcasting platforms, you'll find Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin. And, uh, or go to 1380thefan.com and uh, just click on the podcast page. You'll get all the 1380 podcasts, all of them. So if you're misinformed, if you're not informed, if you're ill-informed, that's your fault then. Okay, well, let's go to the phones because uh, on the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union is none other than the athletic director at the University of St. Francis, Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning. Good morning, my friend. Uh, joining you as probably one of the most misinformed people that you will talk to today <laughs> is my guest. Well, you know we have podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> And catch the se- I can catch the segment later on today, then, huh? There we go. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, I, did, did we talk about Alex Abatino last week? Because if we didn't, we need to talk about Alex Abatino this week. Yeah, I, I don't think we did because the, uh, the the race was what Friday. It was probably late Friday, or uh, yeah, it was late Friday night. And I don't even know that uh, that we did talk about her last week. But you know, we we've talked about her about every time you and I talk. <laughs> yeah. so it, you kind of get. You kind of get lost every once in a while when you don't mention her. Yeah, but uh, she is indeed worthy uh, being tapped as the Crossroads League Runner of the Week. Yep. Yeah, she went out and uh, we raced over at PFW last Friday night um, and had our, our first cross-country meet of the season. And uh, I think she finished uh, second uh, overall. So great start to the season for her. Uh, they're off at it uh, next week again back at Taylor in the Ray Bullock Invitational down there. But, yeah, great to get a Crossroads League uh, runner of the week. And then we had actually a, a soccer kid uh, who was uh, Luis, who was named the NAIA National Player of the Week uh, for his performance uh, last week as well. So not not super often we get a, a men's soccer player to get an NAIA uh, weekly recognition. But uh, between the two of them, it was a, it was a fun week for us for sure. Yes, indeed. And, of course, last Saturday, football began once again at Bishop John M. Darcy Stadium. And uh, the initiation to Cougar fans of the Jumbotron for football. And uh, I know the outcome wasn't what we expected and wanted. Uh, There were a lot of positives to pull out of that, especially from from administrative side. Right, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I think the game went well from, you know, everything that – athletic director can control by any means uh jumbotron was great great crowd uh, stands were packed uh the, the sound system sounded great the uh, pa announcer did a great job the suites were filled we had a bunch of people down there and had some reach outs after the game about uh reserving some of those going forward so yeah i mean and and through a half uh it was it was a good game uh you know we jumped out 14 nothing and thought that we were on our way to a, a opening victory and and then you know, you come out at halftime and can't get in the end zone the entire second half, and you can't do that against a, a good team like St. Xavier. So, uh, yeah, the, the the result on the scoreboard wasn't what we were looking for, but uh, yeah, I think we we put on a good show regardless. Um, but uh, you know, I, I know Coach D is is excited to get back after it today over in Joliet, Illinois, and try to you know get that taste out of our mouth and and try to get back on track with a with a victory today. And how can fans listen to that game against St. Francis with Joe Parson on the call? Uh, so it's on WGL this year. Uh, it's our second year with WGL, so Joe is uh, is our broadcast uh, partner for that. Uh, Joe Parson Productions, he puts on the show and handles all that stuff for us. And then 
I believe St. Francis, Illinois will do a live stream as well, so you can probably jump on their website at uh, gofightingsaints.com and, and watch the game as well, which is what I'm going to try to do here uh, around 1 o'clock this afternoon. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And uh, tell us a little bit, update us about, about some of the other fall sports. Well, yeah, volleyball. Uh, unfortunately, it's uh, dropped one to Huntington the other night. Um, they're going to get back on it uh, today and, and head on the road and try to get a victory. But, uh, you know, after starting off hot and getting four victories in the opening tournament, uh, kind of hit a few roadblocks here as we're, we're coming towards uh, into September, which then gets to the Crossroads League season and all those good things. But, um, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're battling. Uh, I know Scott Haddish, we lost one of our better players before the season uh, due to an injury that's not going to be able to play this year. Uh, but he's going to have these, these girls battling. And we're going to try to get into the Crossroads and try to make some noise there. And then men's soccer is on a five-game winning streak. Uh, so they're, they're, they're playing well. And Coach Mamba is uh, pushing all the right buttons right now. Um, again, we're going to have to to see how we stack up once we get to the conference season, which starts here next week. Um, but they're, they're, they're doing everything they need to do in the, the preseason kind of non-conference schedule to build some confidence, get some victories, make sure these guys know what it feels like to win, um, and try to build something. So as we go into these tough battles against the Bethels and the Wesleyans and the Spring Arbors, that, uh, that we can hang in there and we can give them a good fight. Um, so, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for soccer to, to get some home matches in here. We've got one today. The women's soccer team will be taking on uh, IU. I believe it's East or Northwest. Uh, one of those IU schools is, is coming in today at 2 o'clock. Uh, so Coach Newber and, and our women will be over there taking them on it too. It's our only home contest this weekend. So hopefully some people can come out and cheer on the, the Lady Cougs in a soccer match. Well, once again, uh, the Crossroads League and the NAIA uh collegiate athletic uh, realm is is one of the most competitive i've ever seen so uh yeah. you know you're gonna you're gonna get uh, all kinds of opportunity to see great competition regardless of the sport so uh yep. should be uh should be interesting and i'm guessing you're heading over to the world baseball academy this evening probably aren't you well we are uh that that is dinner on the diamond yes yep. uh so that that's going to be a great event and uh i got a good friend of mine who uh, usually bids about three hundred bucks for a pizza? <laughs> Please, well, somebody know, outbid him today. Guys, <laughs> our baseball guys were over there setting up all day yesterday, so we we go over there and lend a hand to them because they're so good to oh. us. And, and obviously, Caleb and them are, are such good community partners that our our baseball team went over there and helped set up for the event tonight. So, oh my gosh, Caleb, Kristen, the, the Kimmels, oh my goodness, what what they do and and how they put on. Uh, a show, a an event is uh, just nothing short of extraordinary. And and you talk about dotting I's and crossing T's, and uh, there's nothing any more uh, organized than something that Caleb Kimmel is involved in and Kristen yep. as well. So uh, it's always enjoyable to be part of that. So No uh, doubt. Yeah. Well, Mike, we will talk to you next week, and uh, let's uh, – Hopefully we'll be talking about a Cougar win over St. Francis uh, in the Fighting Saints. Yeah, we got to get back to one and one, and then we get an off week next week to, to regroup a bye week in week three. So we got we got to get the win today, and then regroup and, and go on a little bit of a run here. So uh, we'll we'll look forward to that one next week. All right, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks, Jim. Have a great day. All right, that was Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a break, and we come back.
We're going to be talking with Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, in our weekly Tin Caps chat. And boy, do we have stuff to talk about here. Tin Caps with a magic number of two, with two games remaining in the regular season, both against the Dayton Dragons in Dayton. But uh, they've, they've fared okay. They're still in for their first place by half. We'll let Mike tell us about it. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. For 50 years, Don Fisher has been the voice of the Indiana Hoosiers football and basketball games. I try not to think about it, to be quite honest. And now, every Monday, the legendary Hall of Fame broadcaster joins the sports rush. Well, I'm really excited. Get insights into why you sports like no one else can provide. Well, I've bellyached about this enough over the years. 15 minutes with Fish. Mondays at 520 with Brett Rump in the sports rush on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Oh, how great it would feel to have your 20-year-old knees, shoulders, hips, and back. You know, you don't think about your pains when you're in your 20s or 30s, but you wish you could get that body back when you're in your 60s. I think GC did. One day I was driving and I just heard the radio and I pulled over and took the number and I called them when I got home. Maybe that's you and you're listening right now. Why wait? QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments uses your body's own natural biologics to heal and restore damaged tissue without invasive surgery or harmful drugs. And as for the results... My knees are as good as they were when I was in my 20s. I'm really happy with what happened. For Patrick, it's like QC Kinetics turned back the clock. Now it's your turn. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. Need quick cash? Look no further than Premier Auto Pond for financial relief. At Premier Auto Pond, they understand that life can throw you curveballs. Whether it's medical bills, legal needs, or paying off that sports bet. Turn your car, truck, motorcycle, mower, ATV, trailer, or boat into cash within minutes. The process is simple, transparent, and designed to get you the money you need quick. Don't let financial stress wear you down. Visit Premier Auto Pond today, 918 South Anthony Boulevard. Visit PremierAutoPond.com, turn your vehicle into quick cash, and regain control of your financial future with Premier Auto Pond. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, September 9th. By the way, happy 15th birthday to my stepdaughter, London, who uh, is a freshman at Leo High School on the volleyball team, on the freshman volleyball team, probably sleeping in this morning because it's, well, her birthday. So, anyway, let's go to the Talking Sports phone line because, and it's powered by Fireplace City County Federal Credit Union, because on that Talking Sports phone line is... Fort Wayne Tin Caps President Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, sir, from Bloomington, Indiana. Good morning. Checking in from the satellite office in Bloomington, <laughs> where my kids are also still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brandon and I were wondering, if you're down in Bloomington right now visiting uh, the family, that's not all that far from Dayton, Ohio. I may be sneaking over to Dayton, Ohio uh, tomorrow. I'm going to find out what tonight looks like, but you can always just turn right, I think, instead of going straight north and head over there. Jim, it's been absolutely amazing. With two days left, we still have that half-game lead. It feels like the last couple Saturdays I've said, man, I hope we're still in it when we talk next week, and 
here we are. We're still in it. We eliminated the Dayton Dragons and the Lake County Captains last night with the win. It's down to us and the West Michigan Whitecaps. Half game lead with two games to play. Um, young Dylan Lesko had a nice start for us last night. We've got Krobe and Lizaraga the next couple days. And, man, on paper, we feel pretty good. So it's been wild. Think back that we started 4-15 and 15 or 4-16 and 16 back in April. We've secured our first 500 season t- since 2015. This half is one of the best halves we've ever played in the history of the Tin Cats. So just a lot to be excited about here with two days to go in the regular season. Well, in the adversity of the roster, getting players coming in that were bona fide prospects, and then, of course, being minor league baseball as it is, you lose them to advancement. And there you go when, when it comes up that, uh, hey, you have to just take the next man up mentality and that's indeed what you do. And no doubt. But it has been challenging at times this year with 16 players promoted to double-A, including an afternoon where it was five and another afternoon where it was six. But, again, it's part of it. And I think, you know, I'm becoming a little bit of a broken record here, but I think Johnny Matthews deserves so much credit. I mean, just so indeed. much. The ebbs and flows. I mean, two nights ago were beat in the bottom of the ninth by a walk-off homer. I mean, that's not easy uh, to come into that clubhouse and to bounce back from that. And then we come last night, and Bill Lesko pitches out of a bases-loaded jam a couple times, and we get it going. And so, man, there's excitement. Uh, the Lake Elsinore storm, the team below us, their season finished two nights ago, you know, mathematically where they were eliminated. And so I know we've gotten one player from them up so far, and, Maybe we'll see another one or two where we're the one that's kind of getting fortified with some replacement troops. So tons to be excited about if we do play, if we do make it and accomplish our goal of the playoffs. We're home Tuesday night at 635 against the Great Lakes Loons. And sometimes the team that gets in the second half is the one that everybody's worried about because we've been really playing glorified playoff games for about two weeks to stay in it and hopefully get in it. Yes, indeed. And, and you know, the team that wins the first half doesn't always have the same personnel uh, nor the same record uh, first half versus second half as they did. But, um, you know, even th- this past week or two, you know, when, when the Tin Caps would take one on the chin, you, you look and you think, oh, man, what? And then, boom, West Michigan loses, too. So, I mean, it was, no it was just so many parallels. And in doing the scoreboard watching, it, it's been a lot of fun because, oh, it's, ooh, Whitecaps lost too. Okay, great. You know, because it just it just makes it uh, that much more fun. And, and to be able to come down to the wire like this with such meaningful games. And, and it's just an incredible thing. And, and hopefully we can have uh, playoff baseball on Tuesday at Parkview Field. And now that's a best of three, correct? If if indeed is, or we the... would get we would get game one at home and then the game two and three if necessary would be up with the loons and and you know not to get ahead of ourselves, but whatever team makes it uh to the finals of the Midwest League, that game would be Sunday the seventeenth in whatever eastern city, hopefully Fort Wayne, uh possibly Grand Rapids or Midland, Michigan. And we have decided that if we are home 
on the 17th next Sunday that we would play at 5.05 because the Colts and Bears play at 1, and we Mm -hmm. thought it was a chance to get through those games and then let us do what we do well, and that's entertain the fans. So hopefully we've got so many many paths of logistics going on right now, Jim. we got hotel rooms reserved halfway around the country. Oh, sure. Out on several different days, man. It's been wild, even for us. With our experience and stuff, it's been wild to talk about that stuff. So many what-if scenarios are are at bay right here. I mean, and you don't know, can't pull the trigger on anything until you find out for sure. But now, okay, I've had some some people text the last couple of weeks about players. You know, gee, we, we had a good group of players, and then they get called up. We are not the only high a franchise that is losing players to double a is that not is that an accurate statement because this is happening all the way around not just let's say the padres not liking fort wayne yeah no you said it best i mean when we played date a couple nights ago um you know my poor wife's got to sit through every pitch and me not being able to sit still and all this stuff but a couple nights ago when we won, when we exploded for five runs in the ninth, uh, our good friend, and he's a friend for life, and so are his parents, Hayden Jones came in came into pitch to close out the eighth inning. And it's like, what in the world? They needed that game. We needed that game. Everybody used their high-leverage relievers. And I hear our old buddy Tom Nichols, the Dayton announcer that got his start with the Wizards, saying, well, we had three guys promoted today to double-A Chattanooga. And the bullpen's thin, and Hayden's the last guy in a must-win game. We love Hayden. He was up to 89 miles an hour that day, but he's not a professional pitcher. And my point is, it's happened with a lot. Yeah, they had a pitcher, yeah. they had a catcher that's hit 18 home runs uh, in Dayton. I think it was 18, give or take a couple. And I looked at Beth the other night. And I said, "Man, I wonder if he's just nicked up." And I looked. No, he's not nicked up. He was called up. And so, <laughs> again, there's a lot of it. West Michigan, my buddy Jim Jarecki that's the GM up there he's one of my dear friends in the whole world they hit a two-run homer to win the other night in the bottom of the eighth the game ended and they told Braden Allen you're going to double a Erie he was leading the Whitecaps with 18 homers he was their three-hole hitter it's fair to say that years ago that wouldn't have happened okay it's also fair to say that this is a new world that we're in and Major League general managers are doing stuff to, 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 to do what they think is right for the big league club, and it's just different. So, no, I'm glad we got your question. I understand the frustration with the fans. It's probably not typical to have 11 guys called up like in two separate days, but it's where we are, and with two days to go, I'm getting more texts from people like, can you hang on? Can you guys get in there? You know, and I said, man, if I hope so, everybody texts me needs to buy tickets for Tuesday if we get in, because right now we've currently sold zero, and that's that's not very many. That's true, yeah, and you don't have a whole lot of turnaround uh, from when the final game is, is played on Sunday to uh, when Tuesday at 6.35 rolls around to uh, to get all those done. But then I know I, I've i been around uh, media long enough to know that uh, the, the Tin Caps staff will mobilize and uh, yep. get get the word out to as many people as possible, if indeed. And we've always said, right, if we get 2,000, whatever that number is, that Parkview Field, if we're 
able to qualify and, and get in there, those two will sound like four or five because playoff baseball is different and they hang on every pitch and it's a lot of fun. Getting a lot of baseball fans at postseason baseball, that's for sure. Well, Mike, no thank doubt. you. That's exactly right. Thank you so much for joining us this morning and uh, go 10 caps. Let's do it. I hope we're talking again next week, my man. Thanks Sounds so much good to for me. Awesome year, my friend. All right. Thank you, Mike. All right. That was Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, in our weekly Tin Caps chat. And holy cow, what a what a great opportunity there for the Tin Caps uh, to come off the mat like they have uh, early in the season. And people thinking, oh, it's going to be a long year for the Tin Caps. But yeah, um, players come in and players go through. And uh, high A to double A, you're seeing some pretty good ball players. But, yeah, it, it does indeed happen all throughout. And that, that's just kind of the culture now of minor league baseball that, uh, hey, if we need you, we're grabbing you, uh, regardless of, uh, of what your, your fan base would like or, or dislike. But, anyway, it's tough. And, and Mike does not dodge questions either. So that's great. 46862, however... That's going to just about do it for talking sports. I'm getting the signal from Brandon that uh, uh, show is over, and uh, that's going to do it. Man, that was a fast hour. Jeez, man. Well, thanks so much to Justin Kenny for joining us from outside the huddle.net. Caleb and Kenny in the morning. High school football coaches show. OPS, um, all that other stuff too. Oh my gosh, uh, talking about week four of the high school football season. Thanks to Mike McCaffrey for coming on each and every week to talk about St. Francis Athletics. Uh, Cougars in action against the St. Francis Fighting Saints today. And, of course, thanks to Mike Nutter, uh, President of the Tin Caps, for joining us as well. Thanks to Miranda Podgorski for keeping it all smooth. Don't forget his podcast, fans, Facts Over Fandom, talking about analytics there. And is this Curtis Mayfield and Superfly? Yes, yes. The only game he knows is do or die. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, hey, until next week, have a great week, everybody. What's crack-a-lack in Indiana? Fred Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi. And this September, I've got disco fever. So you can get a groovy deal on a stellar Mitsubishi you love. Here's the skinny. If your old ride's a bummer, bring it to me. And I'll help you drive a nifty new ride for just $7 down. Oh, suki suki. So even if you're still making payments on your current ride, I want to help you ditch it. And boogie down in a car you love. Because right now you can drive for just $7 down. But Fred, what if my credit's a little funky? Don't worry, darling. My for the people credit approval process is out of sight we've got good vibes with the banks and letters who want to approve you so ditch your old ride and drive something groovy for just seven dollars down i'm frank grody and i am a dealer for the people visit me between lake and state on coliseum see all my rides at grodynation.com that's grodynation.com peace out credit is seven dollars down required bank approval negative equity may be refinanced example stock number r3910 seven dollars down 199 per month for 72 months at 7.99 percent apr offer absolutely expires september 30th 2023 are you ready to pack with power and precision? Packer Jack, your local packaging experts. From stretch wrap to banding, tapes to corner boards, and edge protection and PPE, we've got it all to ensure your shipments arrive safe and sound. We offer stretch wrap machines and battery-operated banders for ultimate efficiency and convenience. At Packer Jack, we take pride in delivering top-notch quality and exceptional service. Visit us today or online at PackerJack.com and experience the difference with the trusted packaging partner right here in the Tri-State area. Wrap it up with Packer Jack. PackerJack.com. Your home is probably your favorite
place and probably one of your biggest investments. So why should you as a homeowner consider an insulation upgrade? Most homes are under-insulated. Why is that a problem? Poor insulation allows heat in your attic to get into your home and cost you more to stay cool. It's time you discover Koala Insulation. Podcasts by Federated Media.